That's because I um I just get a little wild and it's time for a snack break. Caitlin, this is a special, special episode. It sure is, Lauren. <laughs> Do you want to tell people why? Why they're here today? Uh, well, my 30th birthday is right around the corner. And that I got some big feels about that. But mostly, I feel that I could finally channel Jennifer Garner. And Perfect. I'm just going to sit in a closet and say 30 flirty and thriving 30 flirty, 30 and, flirty thriving and thriving until glitter falls on me and then it'll be great oh <laughs> i'll throw glitter at you on your birthday i'm sure Please our airbnb do. hosts will really like that we did that um yeah they're gonna be big fans uh and that's yep they're just gonna have you, to handle do it do you want me to bring you a i'm not gonna ask are we making a balloon arch and bishop oh i think it's fine that seems like a portable decoration I think so. I've also, also made so many balloon arches this year. This oh, year an of the balloon arch. I need more outlets for exercising my balloon arch skills. So, okay, I'm, so I'll do it. I will hire you. Please Perfect. come prepared. Great. Great. I can't wait for Mike's face when I'm like, he's like, why are you putting a shit ton of balloons, non-blown up balloons in your suitcase? And I'll be like, leave, a leave me alone. Don't um, question me important yeah thank you um thank you so much for your feedback i'm it's for friendship noted yes so uh and we're also having a ball there uh <laughs> so <laughs> anyone listening and you're like huh uh yeah so we're gonna go a little bit extra on this bishop trip and and have a live-in ball with our fellow Airbnbers who are staying with us and it's gonna be a weird time <laughs> yeah we're we're we'll make sure we take pictures to share with you but in any case what are today yes. I'll tell I'll tell everyone what we're talking about today um much excitement around Caitlin's big 3-0 but Ooh. we decided we wanted to talk about longevity in climbing um because I remember <laughs> you're not old oh my god no Mostly this is the attitude we are eradicating yes I'm very excited to be 30 I'm done being in my 20s <laughs> in theory it. I'll be over I, the mis- decisions and mistakes I made in my 20s I'll be like oh that's because I was in my 20s now when I'm in my 30s I'll be like this is a life learning lesson <laughs> Yes, it's more. I I read I read some quote that was like your twenties are just for practice, and I'm like that makes me feel better. Question mark. A little bit scared because then when you get into your thirties, you're like, oh, it's not practice. This is the full like no more dress rehearsals. This is it. (laughs) Performance on. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It seems fine, but I'm excited because today we are going to talk about longevity. In climbing, um, I remember once when I was into running a long time ago, looking what? up. Uh, uh, yeah, that was a weird time. I needed a sport, and then I found rock climbing. I was fast though. I did a half marathon one time, and I did it at like eight minute pace, and that oh was like my, my first 
first running endeavor. My pacing skills were horrible. I was just ultra competitive and able to suffer. So I just picked people out in front of me that I wanted to pass and did that for 13 miles. Anyways, it doesn't matter because I remember looking up like when you theoretically would have like, you know, like when people generally have their like athletic peaks. And of course I was Mm -hmm. like 19 doing this or something. So then I was like, oh, well, age 27 will be like, you know, the peak of my athleticism and that's forever away. And now I'm here and I'm like, I'm not fucking done yet at (laughs) all. I'm just getting started. What the hell? So anyways, I think that, you know, I think the attitude around aging is kind of changing and I'm excited to Mm -hmm. get some tips from you about how to, how to do things, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. With longevity, I feel like it's, it's tricky because I, for a long time, I felt like when those things that people always say like, oh, I'm so much more achy or just wait, your day will come. And I was like, what? That hasn't happened yet. And then the closer I've gotten to 30, the more I'm like, oh, this is what they're talking about. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. Uh, but I also think like life stressors play into that as well, too. So I feel like with longevity and climbing, if you're listening to this and you're going, yeah, 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 I got plenty of time, we're good. Or if you're a listener who is 30 and up, then you might be like, oh, okay. Not that 30 is the cutoff for being old, no, to clarify, but yeah, it, it's at all. really not. Uh, I would argue that like 70 is the new 50 and I feel... 30 is the new 20. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but I feel like it's important to talk about now because the more you plan ahead, the longer you'll be able to do the things that you love. And in particular in climbing, this is a pretty rowdy sport. So we really want to be able to do these things for as long as we want to, or as long as we can. And the changes that do occur as we get older, just make it a little bit more challenging to build adaptations, to recover. You know, there's a lot of things that we'll talk about in terms of energy needs today, but there are some pretty interesting mechanistic things that do change as we get older too. So we can certainly chat about that. Yeah. Okay. So like at a very high level, what are kind of the main contributing factors that us as athletes will want to know about aging from a biological perspective? Yeah. So there's, this is the most truncated version of this story I could tell, (laughs) but there, there's a lot of things that can come into play and affect our performance, but also just how we feel as athletes too, on and off the wall. And a few things that happen are that the natural production of growth hormones starts to decline. I think honestly, as early as like 30. (laughs) Um, so that's fun. Um, another hormone called DHEA also starts to decline. So these things can really impact muscle mass. They can impact our body fat, how it's uh, deposited on our body, where it is. We also have sex hormone synthesis. So things like testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, uh, DHEA is technically a sex hormone too. Um, but these, the production of these will start to decline in both men and women too. So, these the hormones are really 
a huge part of how we build and maintain our muscle definition. And they also help control body fat, bone health. And so when we have lower levels of these being produced, this is how we might start to see changes in how we respond to and adapt to performance um, or training and then for the purpose of performance. There doesn't have to be a decline, but some things might change and that's something to be prepared for because ultimately, I mean, you're really not supposed to have the same body, the same level of athleticism or the same, uh, I guess, go hard mindset. Like, you know, it, it can be different from when you were 19 is essentially what I'm trying to say. Like, Which it is probably a good worse, thing because 19 year olds are trying to injure themselves all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I, I yeah. can't, but That's a, you know, a when I was, level. <laughs> when I was 19, I obviously thought I was invincible and I tried to be on a climbing training plan that was aggressive and then also do hit workouts as my quote rest days and then it was so weird that my shoulders felt bad um I am weird. much stronger and you were and an sturdier and, student so like yeah I had well I also just needed to just relieve stress and pretend like that wasn't happening so Pretend in any you were case a pro athlete for a while <laughs> yeah and just be like i'm not doing this and now here we are uh lever four years to get the degree and i used it for three so that's cool of that's me fun. um Love that's it. fun good job sorry parents <laughs> sorry parents i don't know they based on based on my wedding it seems like they're proud of me um so <laughs> That's cool, yeah. I guess. My dad's speech made me sob. Anyways, oh, we're I getting off track. Also sobbed. So yeah, yeah, okay. Right back to it. <laughs> Reeling it in. Okay. So um I also want to before we so Caitlin has three tips for us to help us support our longevity and sport. Also, thank you for the very brief version of kind of some of the factors that cause some changes in our bodies as we age um in relation to athleticism. I know it probably made you want to die inside that you had to <laughs> make it short, but this is the snack break. I think we can probably dive further into this in a later totally. episode. But yep. um, I did want to shout out our episode 12, where we talk a lot about habit formation. Um, so if you're kind of, you know, if this got your, your brain worrying and like, maybe I could take like a supplement to support bone health daily and or you need to build a habit around habit. Better care that, of myself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh maybe so check out episode yeah. twelve because the way time you invest now um will obviously pay off in the future. So totally. But without further ado, Caitlin, what are so you've got three tips for us to help support our longevity and sport. What is your first tip? All right. So this one is pretty, I would say, straightforward, but something that I do talk about a lot with my athletes who are concerned about getting older, but also people who are a bit older and are concerned about the next steps in their sport, wondering if they can continue doing the things that they love or if they really need to start training less. And what I will say is that the most important thing to consider is that now and for all time that you are meeting your basic energy needs. So we're talking about calories here, but we can also use this as an emphasis for macronutrients too. So things like carbs, protein, and fats, but you need to be hitting your energy needs or exceeding them. Um, if you are in training and wanting to build muscle, you need to do this every single day. And it also kind of tangential to that is that consuming a, a varied diet, one that is full of 
lots of diversity and variety as much as possible so we can get those micronutrients too. So those are kind of the, that's the cornerstone of aging for me. (laughs) Got it. Ooh, can you talk a little bit more about our protein needs as we age? Because I remember you mentioning this at one point and I remember having my mind sort of blown. And then I tried to tell my mom and she was like, that's crazy. And I was like, I will defer to my nutrition colleagues. But (laughs) I heard it once. Ask Caitlin. Don't ask me. Next. (laughs) Yep. So what's frustrating maybe interesting. I don't know. I I still think it's interesting because I'm not quite at the frustrating part yet. But so I think we've talked about muscle protein synthesis before. And what's cool about muscle protein synthesis is that when you exercise and you eat protein, you essentially activate this system that helps us build and repair muscle. And this is kind of the basis for building those muscles that we like to have. They're kind of cool. So um, where it's normally stimulated through these two sort of actions, when we get older, these stimuli are actually impaired. So this technically reduces muscle protein synthesis. And that's why when you're an older athlete, it's really important to pay attention to taking in more protein after exercise. And this is to help boost and maximize muscle protein synthesis. So Think about when, you know, maybe you've already heard this before, but those doses of 20 to 30 grams per sitting, um, especially after exercise, that's more appropriate for younger athletes. But as we get older, most studies do indicate that a dose of 40 grams of high quality protein, things like whey, eggs, or pea protein, certainly there are other options there too. But if you're looking for a simple recovery tool, (laughs) those are great. Uh, But this would be optimal for anabolic stimulation in older athletes. And if you're sitting there like, Um, I'm not going to drink 40 grams worth of protein after my workout. That's okay. It doesn't have to be in that singular dose setting. This just means that emphasizing protein in your diet and getting more than even the recommended daily allowance from the USDA is, I mean, getting more than that is important anyway, I would argue for most people, but especially athletes, I think that's important to consider there too. That is (laughs) <laughs> so interesting and such a good point. Quick, quick macro question, just as I think about, you know, future planning of eating like four chicken breasts asking for after a rock climbing, asking for a future older version of me. <laughs> um, so would you say for older athletes that you work with that their macros end up be having a higher percentage of protein for their calories just by virtue of trying to get more protein in for mm-hmm. them, generally speaking? Not that you can't have carbs and fat and stuff, but just because you need more protein to get your body to be like, oh, got it. We're repairing muscle. Cool. (laughs) Go do that, body. Yeah, I tend to find a balance that works for people because I also don't want to say like all of a sudden bump up your protein and, oh, change your entire diet so carbs and fats are less. But I try to find a balance that works really well for people because I think a lot of older athletes in general don't get enough protein. And that might be from years long, you know, decades long practices with lower protein in the diet. But I do think it's important to help balance out and remember that there are 
there can be some flexibility within the other macros. And I would say most people who end up bumping up their protein will either take a little bit of calories from either fats or carbs, but it just depends what makes sense for each person. And it really doesn't have to change all that much. You know, if we're talking percentages, it could be instead of a 50% from carbs, 20% from protein, 30% from fat, it might end up looking more like a 45, 25, 30, or 45, 25, 25, or, you know, it can be, yep. it can be varied, but it really depends on the individual person. Essentially, you shouldn't be changing your life too much around your diet with the exception of just finding some different portions and experimenting. Got it. Well, that's, that's super helpful. Um, anything more you want to say about tip number one before we move on to tip number two? I will say a couple more things that I know we've talked about a lot already, so I won't get into a ton of detail, but <laughs> I know I already mentioned variety and this just means getting lots of color. You know, eating the rainbow is a really great way to confer a ton of health benefits in the body, you know, systems wide throughout the entire body because we are delivering micronutrients in these different colors, but also it keeps food exciting. It keeps us visually and I mean, for me, it keeps me visually stimulated and excited about the foods I'm eating and adds creativity, but also just getting different food types too. So if you really like chicken, maybe try salmon another day or, you know, examples like that. And there's also some key foods for things like bone health, uh, gut support, mental health. And we do sort of dig into these in some past episodes. In particular, we have a skincare snack break from October 6th, 2022. And we have a plant-based episode that if you're like, well, wait a minute, I'm not plant-based. I promise there's still lots of good, juicy info in there about colors and micronutrients and all that good stuff. So check out episode 15 for some information about colors, phytonutrients, and the whole spectrum of colors. Ooh, fun. Cool. Yes. <laughs> go listen to – yeah, we, we've got quite the few episode recommendations in this snack break. So. Yes. Sweet. Well – Thank you. Thank you for tip number one. I'm excited about future tip self. number two. Yes, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm just going to keep, I don't know. I kind of like chocolate protein shakes. So the idea of just having more of those sounds a little more fun. Sounds a little fun. Yeah, I'm not upset way. about it. <laughs> no, that's that's it's great. great. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Okay, so what is your second tip, Caitlin? my second tip, I'm actually hoping to bring you into this, Lauren, because ah, yes. I feel like this is perhaps more of a lifestyle approach. Um, so uh, tip number two is to work to prevent your injuries and take care of your existing injuries now. So don't wait. Go now. <laughs> don't ignore an injury. Seek help sooner. And I think that's a really important piece to add because when we're younger, I think we just were, you know, we're noodling around. We're like, oh my God, it's, I can do whatever I want. And then you get older and you're like, huh, that ankle injury that I never took care of is uh, really fighting back hard now. And I feel like that's something that I've heard a lot too. Like I got an injury in Waco Tanks last January and the people we were staying with, um, this friend is in his mid forties and he goes, you know what, Kaylin, I really think you should rest and not push it because you're going to regret it in the future. And at first I was like, Oh my God, that's so scary. But he was right. I recovered so much faster than I, I think I would have. So that's definitely something that 
I know that you talk about a lot, Lauren, where you're like, just go get help. You have, you know, like prevention is key. So kind of what's your take on this? I definitely think there's this. Okay. I think what drives me the most crazy is, (laughs) is that there's this idea that, and this all comes down to strength training, but there's this idea that like, if you're older, you can't like start strength training or that strength training is going to be bad for you, but it's this vicious cycle of you never strength train. So you never prepare your body for like heavy loads of climbing or just life in general. So then your body isn't ready for it. So then you hurt yourself climbing and your body wasn't prepared for it. And then you still don't strength train because you're like, oh, well, I'm injured. So strength training would hurt me. And then it's just this horrible cycle. And it frustrates me to no end. I do not get why more people aren't because my like MO right now is basically I want to build as much muscle as possible while it's still relatively easy to build Mm -hmm. muscle um, and build strength. And that way you just get to keep it as you get older and you get to work on keeping it versus building it later. So I guess if you're already older. Adaptation, persistence, Lauren. (laughs) Adaptation, persistence. So I think like this is my big thing with sort of injury prevention with rock climbers is, you know, lifting isn't dangerous, but you do need to start start it and load it in a way that is sustainable for you, isn't causing you pain um, and just get some help because strength training is to me, the strength training is the brushing your teeth of being an athlete. And I think it's particularly important. (laughs) It's just like, you just need to do it. Like it just needs to happen. If you, you know, care about, you know, building bone density, Mm -hmm. strength, all these things. And that's like one thing that drives me nuts about, you know, maybe like older populations being like, oh, I can't strength train. And I'm like, you're in pain because you don't have strength. Obviously, you know, there's a ton of nuance to that statement and all of that. But I think, yeah, it just drives me nuts that more people aren't picking up heavy things and putting them down. Um, They are. They're doing it haphazardly or with like you said without that base strength so it's like or with like a two pound dumbbell doing like sets of 30 instead of like actually doing something you know yeah more progressively (laughs) overloaded and heavy and yeah well I found I mean so I'll give an example um my parents have two horses well actually they have a massive horse and a miniature donkey and they I mean they're a ton of work as you might imagine and they I've noticed (laughs) I feel like they have a lot of injuries they'll be like oh you know I pulled my shoulder again or did something weird and it's not to say that they weren't active when they were a bit younger but I've noticed that that strength training has sort of declined and I've definitely seen more of these injuries pop up but I mean they're carrying these massive water jugs and <laughs> like full full huge like multi-gallon jugs for the horses they're moving big hay bales they're you know like taking trash bags of manure and heaving those over into a trash bin so there's a lot of things that even as you get older that we might think oh well I can't do that anymore but maybe if we maintain just that base level of training and that it's kind of like not even stamina it's like strength training stamina yeah (laughs) no exactly so that is my that is my thing is kind of like get leverage strength training to build a strong body that can withstand the demands of your sport Mm -hmm. over the long term and that's going to be big for 
preventing injury and just general athletic decline. Um, I also want to shout out episode eight with our good friends over at Peak Pursuit performance rehab Kimmy and drake lots of peas in their name but that's episode eight um they're two physical therapists and they're amazing and i loved our little interview with them so yeah yeah i think that's that a listen good, yes i got a listen lots more nuance already, there with the discussion yeah. of injuries so oh my god yeah and i i re-listened to that episode a lot actually like i'll have it on <laughs> in the background because i just feel like there's always these extra nuggets that i'm like oh yeah <laughs> That's good to know. Good to know. I already heard that. But the last thing I'll say here is know your limits because prevention is key and, you know, still push hard when you can, but also just know that it's okay to not be, you know, killing it (laughs) all the time. Yeah, it's okay to leave training sessions feeling only six out of ten tired. It's okay for every session, every time you go climbing, to not make you, like, 11 out of 10 wrecked. Um, And I think realizing that is big for your performance and for your longevity in sport. All right, Caitlin, what's your third tip? So this kind of ties into what you just said, that this is to make time for relaxation and try not to be 100% on all the time. So (laughs) there are a few reasons here and why I put this here. And that's because I just left a mental health nutrition conference (laughs) and my brain is on that, that spectrum of thought where it's really important to protect your mind and protect your body. And the best way that we can do this, in addition to all of the great things we're all already doing with our training, eating well, getting good sleep and minimizing stressors, but that's really the essence of, you know, what we do and how we recover and just making sure that you do take that time to relax, not go 11 out of 10 hard all the time, but just make sure you do develop strategies to help you relax. And this could truly be, you know, maybe if you really like painting or dancing or baking or you like to do other sports and activities or, you know, whatever is on your, your wellness routine, but doing things to help protect your mind and your body to sort of disconnect from hard physical activity and also the just mentally taxing aspects of our day-to-day lives. This is really important. So that's, yeah, I think that's the best. That's the last thing, third for last. Good good to know okay well I agree I think you know as it's very easy to be like yeah yeah mental health is important blah 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 but it really is <laughs> yeah, um, <start> and <laughs> figure I mean you know it obviously can take a lot of privilege to even have the time and space to be able to manage stressors in your life yeah. but you know it is important and your oh. emotional well-being is extremely important towards your ability to do sports for a long time and be a healthy, happy person. So don't forget that. Um, totally. Yeah. I think yeah. lot, like, like many things on this podcast, a lot to unpack there, but I think that's <laughs> a really good reminder, mm-hmm. Caitlin, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Well, is there anything else you want to tell people about before we wrap up this longevity snack break to celebrate your 30th? I do actually have something and this is a special treat for people for listeners particularly so I'll tell you what's going on 
in honor of my 30th birthday, I am putting on, I'm putting a sale on my self-paced a nutrition program called Ooh. Empowered. And I actually launched this last May, and this was intended to support the self learners or people who may not feel quite ready or feel like they don't need one on one coaching. And it's intended to just give you the tools that you need to start making better decisions for you and your nutrition. It also will help guide you in making better decisions around fueling times for your training so that you can ultimately feel your best, keep climbing for a long time, and feel more confident about the choices that you make in your own personalized nutrition. So that's eight modules. It's divided in two. We got basic nutrition, which is anything but basic. It goes into a ton of detail (laughs) about just structuring and planning your nutrition um, in a really straightforward way. And then there's a whole uh, second half of the modules are all on sports nutrition. So we go into a lot of the things that I talked about today in hugely great detail, and that is 30% off for you. So that never happens. Even my launch sale was not this good. So in honor (laughs) of my 30th, you get 30% off. And because you are a listener, this is for podcasters only, you get early access to this sale. So starting today, you can use the code 30FLIRTYTHRIVING to get 30% off of Empowered through November 14th. So, And that is 30 Yes, three zero. (laughs) Thriving. Caitlin saved you a few letters. So three zero flirty thriving to get early access to the sale. So perfect. And this will be in the show notes, of course. (laughs) Yes, always in the show notes. But oh, Caitlin, that's so awesome. I'm so excited. I'm so glad you like made this resource too, because I think a lot of people just want one resource versus myriad internet <laughs> articles or yeah. like whole 30 book or other things that nece- right. isn't necessarily created you know with climbers in mind by a rock climber yeah you know, knows and this yeah this is for i literally made so. this for climbers and there's videos in the modules there's lots of handouts and worksheets so uh really you have a lot of resources to kind of just create what feels and works best for you. And it's something you don't even have to start right now. You can start it when you know that you would like a little bit of support in your nutrition and you can use this as a resource for ever, you know, it's available and, and I will say you get access to updates. So those are coming soon. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, exciting. Well, that's rad. I think that is awesome. I'm excited to celebrate your birthday. I'm excited for all the people that are going to get access to this sale and get their nutrition straightened out as it were. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all of these longevity tips. Um, Thanks Lauren. Yeah. All right. I think we can wrap her up there. Sounds great. Until next time. Keep keep it average. average. Caitlin messes it up on purpose. I believe you like look at me and you're like, I'm going to slow this tempo down on you. I think it's the fact that we're Okay, next time this, we record I think it's a Zoom person. delay. We'll record yeah, in person we're, and we'll see make if it you're happen. <laughs> Saboteur. Saboteur. You're doing it on purpose. All right. <laughs> Catch you later, homie. <laughs> yeah.